Hello. I'm gonna eat. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Hello. I'm eat one of these in the mic test and see. You know, they taste good, actually. They really complement the coffee. Trying out some of these Blaze Doritos. Mmm. Not that hot. Unless it's like a... Unless it sneaks up on you, but... I mean, I feel the heat, but it's not... I've had hotter chips than this. Eh. Shit's weak, Doritos. What was that one they had where you had to get the special Pepsi to, uh... <laughs> to kill the burn? Kill the feet. Uh, Man, the what feet. was it? <laughs> kill the heat. <laughs> I don't remember. It was hotter than this, though. I never tried them. It's called, like, Volcano or something. Lava, maybe. The Pepsi was called, like... God semen or something. I think it was extinguished or something. Oh, Pepsi extinguished. Yeah, that's probably. I doubt they use the word semen on a soda bottle. They might will in uh, Japan or something. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, um, Carpenter Rants recommends not Doritos Blaze, and they taste fine, but they're not hot. And they, the taste is kind of a, weird. It's pretty generic, right? It's kind yeah. of sweet. Not even those, that. It's just—it's not a good taste. I mean, they're not bad chips. I won't stop eating them. Oh, remember those lime flavored Doritos? Oh God, they're awful. I ate the whole bag that night. Yeah, they were gross. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like something is wrong with me, and I get dysentery. Ooh, whoa. hit me with some best shots. Fire away. Hello. Hello. How's hello. It hello. Everybody yeah, take a big old dump. We're pretty level. Okay. All right. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a good one, folks. Now, I'm munching these chips. I'm not going to stop at any lunch. So. Once you pop the fun dump. All right. Nom, 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 nom. Carpenter Rants. Two nobodies discuss the master works of a master carpenter. And we're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. Uh, I'm right up at the top. Uh, if you want to send us an email, we're at carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Carpenter Rants. We're also on Facebook. I think it's Carpenter Rants Pod or The Carpenter Rants. Uh, the Carpenter Rants, yeah. I think. Uh, I am on my phone, not paying attention. I will tell you what it is. Some time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yep, yeah, just want to get that out of the way right at the top. 
Uh, so if you guys Please write interact, us. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from Generic you. radio voice. Hey, how about that traffic out there, Susan? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a soundboard when you got a mouth like that? Yikes. <laughs> Don't talk about Susan like that. Yeah, it sounded much dirtier than I meant. Um, did you find that? Or you forgot what you were doing? I just, I just <laughs> totally forgot what I'm doing. I was like, the oh yeah, I'll let the- you know. <laughs> Chips. It's uh, at Carpenter Rants Pod. Okay, Carpenter Rants Pod. So, uh, hit idiot. us up. <laughs> I saw you put the phone down. I, I didn't know if you were like waiting They're for an opening. Or, in front of me. That's oh, why I God, it down. I know, right? It does burn a little bit later down the road. Um, in your butt or like... <laughs> back roads. We're back after a week off mm-hmm. due to ice apocalypse here in the south. Yes. Um, we had snow on the ground in all 50 states. Wow. Uh, one day last week. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. They said uh, this was the coldest in Memphis since February it's of 19... 19- the coldest in Memphis. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, coldest day in Memphis since February of 96. Mm. And, Way back uh, when. Yeah. My buddy just moved here from San Diego. And uh, he was excited about seasons, and I told him not to worry. And he did own a jacket. <laughs> I told him not to worry because you know we don't get really harsh winters here very often. It gets Ooh, cold. You lied but, to him, uh, boy. And we had the coldest winter on record in twenty-two years. So and he's dead now. Yeah, he died. Hypothermia. Hmm. Um. No, but so and we again we are very close to each other. But I just. Uh, the you know I would just walk to the corner store and it I was yeah we're literally like three place. blocks away from each other yeah we just decided not to not to not to bother with it luckily we had that Christmas episode how'd that treat you guys <laughs> woof I promise I will not let Caleb do the intro <laughs> ever again well I set out to do a five minute intro and every five minutes I was like I can't believe I'm still doing this I will take over the intro duties from now on <laughs> if we have another one off. Um, I think people enjoyed it. Hmm. Uh, you were promising them trailers that never showed up. And oh, such. right. Um, so that solo trailer is still not here. Nope. Now I'm reading maybe Super Bowl. I mean, here's whoever wants to see it is already going. Yeah. But I just figured they'd be marketing it by now. <laughs> Your washer's playing I'm, music. I'm eating chips. I'm muting my mic so I don't crunch in it. And my dryer decides to play music. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So, solo trailer's still not here. Um, no, not yet. I could see them doing it at the Super Bowl. So, you yeah. can get those people that don't watch football to watch the mirror. Yeah. But you know what? immediately it's, go to YouTube afterwards and watch yeah, it because exactly. I will not watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm Y'all have either. fun, though. Yeah, we have our own party planned. <laughs> None of you are invited, so don't worry about it. Um, but again, like I said, if you want to see this movie, you, you're going to go anyway. You don't. I just think it's strange. But I do think this is a perfect example for why we probably shouldn't have a Star Wars movie every six months. Yes. Um, I think December is their sweet spot. So maybe just... Uh, um. I'm all for all Star Wars movies from now on because yeah. uh, none of them have been that bad yet. No. I don't want to hear your crap about The Last Jedi. I don't care. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, put some time in between that shit. Yeah, let pump us, them out. Let us want it a little more. I guarantee more. you there's going to be 
probably next year. When does uh, episode nine come out? December. Yeah, December of no, December of 2019. Oh, so next Christmas. I guarantee you there'll be another one. We'll have two that year. I'm saying it right now. Yeah, probably. And people would be like, Star Wars again. Yeah, well, okay, so they're doing that with the Marvel movies, and I see where that makes sense because you're getting a Black Panther and an it's Avengers different. and an Ant-Man, but you're mm-hmm. not getting Ant-Man 2 and then Ant-Man 3 six months apart mm-hmm. from each other. I think you got to, yeah. Well, it's different. I mean, like like Rogue One and, yeah. uh, well, nothing else came out that year. Uh, for example, let's say Solo was held off, and it's Solo in Episode 9 in the same year. It's different, but you know, but it's it is not. still it is still Star Wars, right? Yeah, so still labeling it. I can Star see where Wars. people might get. I'm not going to. I'm going to go. I'm excited. So, but um, you know, uh, I I can see where it might hurt you a little bit to re- be releasing them back to back like that. So, I'd say make us want it. You remember when we had to want things, Doug? You remember when a movie didn't come out on VHS for like a year and a half? Sometimes, sometimes two. Yeah. yeah. And, but now you know you see it comes out three months later. You know, it, I think that's good for people who don't want to go to the movies because a lot of people. Yeah, they already anymore. announced uh, Justice League is coming out in like the first of February. It says March twenty fourth. I Did saw it? that. Maybe that's digital February. Maybe. I saw something that said February. I saw that, it. and I thought that was fast. Um, also, no Zack Snyder cut, which yeah. is adorable. Who cares? They had that protest, though, Doug. Well, good for them. They got out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's your that's your solo update. There's still not one. Which mm. some people are like, well, because it's going to be terrible. But that makes it more interesting to me. I'm like, why are they holding why, it so why long? Are, I don't understand the hate for this because it's I, not Harrison Ford. Is that why? I, it was just like people like we didn't want this, and I'm like, well. You didn't, you didn't have want to get Rogue it. One, and no. everyone loves it. Yeah, I'm just just say thank you or don't go see it. But like yeah. the idea that like the idea that it's it's the headline I saw was like a muted enthusiasm. Like hmm. okay, well, who are you talking to? Like the guy on your staff who's like I don't care about uh, Han Solo prequel. Like I'm fine with it. Like also Ron Howard is a pretty great director. So Willow. Come on, people. Uh, Angels and Demons. The Da Vinci Code sequel. I've never seen any of those. I saw The Da Vinci Code. It's like, you know, Indiana Jones, but a little more boring. Hmm. But it's the same idea. He's a, you know, he's like a doctor or whatever. in the museum. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Just summed up the movie I've never seen. Perfectly. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, get excited. Don't get excited. I don't care. I'm staying excited. So I'll see it. I'm also excited. I was going to save this for the end, but we've, we've tangented immediately. Let's so. save it to the end. Save it to the end. Let's go ahead okay. and go into the conversation. Want to split the tangents up? Yes. We'll All try right. to. Split floor plan? I like mm-hmm. it. Now you guys are excited. What was he going to talk about? Ooh, cliffhanger. <clears throat> <laughs> you think they've made it through this 12 minutes? <laughs> Boy, when are they making Cliffhanger 2? Come on. Uh, he, I, he guarantee, I guarantee you he has a script for it. Hey, yo, what if, I'm, uh, what if I hang off another cliff? What happened? Oh, yeah, you looked frightened. 
Okay. Anyway, uh, so this week we are talking about John Carpenter's definitely underappreciated mm-hmm. uh, Prince of Darkness. And From to, 1987. And to be fair, I can understand why when it came out people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. not... It's not... Uh, you Written know how, and directed by John yes, Carpenter. Yes, so now he's back... Not He's, since Halloween has he written the full thing. Though he did Escape, didn't he? Escape from New York, yeah. By, by himself? No. Um, yeah, he wrote it, and then, uh, was it Nick Castle? Nick Castle helped. Did yeah, it like a rewrite? Right, that's right. Um, I think well, he was didn't Nick fully write Halloween either. I think he had Deborah Hill help yeah. him, too. Anyway. So, but now he's back. Uh, he definitely hasn't written like the last three movies we've watched. Um, no. So now this is, and it's kind of a return to horror. So, you know, we had Starman and then Big Trouble Little China and now two sci-fi films. Definitely. Excuse me. And but now back to what is his bread and butter. Mhm. Is what he does. And man, um and he comes back swinging too cuz this movie gives you a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to say immediately, I love this movie. I love it so much. Um, it's just fucking weird, but it's beautiful, and um, we'll we'll get through it. But like, so uh, right off the bat, the score is fucking dope. The score is awesome. That it very is, effective. It's oh, him and what's dude. his nuts? Uh, oh. Alan Howarth. 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 Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, this one. Uh, I haven't been able to say this in the last few weeks either, but this one is available through Scream Factory. Uh, did you see, on his birthday, they did every every one of their Carpenter yes, titles was on half sale. Off. Yep. I bought uh, body bags. Sweet. Bought it that day and got it like the next day. Sweet. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people have a lot of nice things to say about that. Mm. So um, this one I haven't seen too. I haven't so. seen it either. So I know it was like an anthology thing. Yeah, it is. I think it was supposed to be a TV series, but yeah, it's a pilot for a TV series that he was going to do for like Showtime or HBO or yeah. some such shit. But now it works as just kind of a, a anthology movie. film. Yeah. Works for me. I'm really excited. Where does that fall? I believe that is after. Don't quote me. After Invisible Man, it is. My background is every Carpenter cover. Mm. Um, isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet. I'm excited about it. I saw that he plays like the the guy who so works like in the, the morgue. Keeper. He's like the he's crypt like keeper, the anthology keeper. He's yeah, the storyteller. I'm excited about it. Who all did one? It was him and Hooper and and him. Oh, it was just the mm-hmm. two of them. I he thought was gonna, it was going to be like Masters of Horror before Masters of Horror. He's going to get yes. all these big na- horror names to come and do shorts and shit. But it didn't happen. Sorry. I got a text from my wife. I'm just making sure everything's okay. Oh, okay. Somebody walking around the neighborhood, knocking on my door, making my dogs bark while my kid's asleep. Why Jerks. did she have to text you that? Just because, you know, she was worried the baby was going to wake up. She's just telling me about her life. Oh. But, I, but you're right. I thought something happened. Because the... the like the preview of the message said some guy came to the door and I'm like uh what and <laughs> and he's probably trying to tell her about Jesus tell her about <laughs> it <laughs> she needs to know um anyway yeah so right off the bat score is killer and I love the opening of this movie uh 
old priest laying in bed, mm-hmm. holding his little thing. He, Treasure box. Yeah, his little, what did I call it? Uh, holding Satan's jewelry box. Mm-hmm. He dies. Boom. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. It is, okay, I said this last time when we were talking about Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. This is Carpenter at the absolute height of his movie-making powers. Like, he crafts a scene and edits a scene so well now. Like, it's just, I mean, and this happens. As filmmakers get older, they just become, like, you know, it's like second nature to them now. So, But he's just on top of his fucking game at this point. And this opening, to me, is so strong. That score nails it. That old guy dies boom titles and you're going and mm-hmm. I love the the whole first five minutes of this there's very little dialogue yeah it's just that score and people talking but there's no audio like it's just you know they're just setting up it's mood setting like instant mood setting it is it's just all like here's what you're in for boom and it's ominous as fuck because yeah. this movie is dark yeah ooh this movie's so dark um and we have our new director of photography, who is Carpenter's guy uh, until Vampires, I think, is the last one he did. But Gary, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's Gary B. Kibb, or Kibb, or Kibby, I don't know. Mm. But uh, Gary B. Kibb, it looks like. And, because um, <clears throat> for a minute I thought, you know, I knew that Big Trouble in China was uh, Dean Cundy's last, but I thought... You know this this had kind of that quality, but it's just because this guy this guy does Carpenter throughout now. So um, you know he's just it's just got that look. So like they live Escape from L.A. These movies I've seen, and that's why this kind of style looks reminds me um, of Carpenter. Oh, sorry, it's a little cheesy. You think so? His style, yeah. Mm. It's not as uh, impacting as Cundy to me. I got you. All right. Especially, oh, I'm going to jump big time. Go There's for a it. stabbing scene where uh, the, one of the homeless people stabbed. <laughs> and it's something out of like Friday the 13th yeah. 3. Oh, I thought you were it's talking like about It's like they're the- shooting for 3D effect, but it's <laughs> yeah. not. And like the the camera soars through the air with the um, someone gets stabbed with a pair of scissors. I thought you were talking, about, like, the ch- I thought you were talking about the chopstick. No, 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 no. Yeah. no I'm talking about the yeah. flying through the air with a pair of scissors. It yeah, was, I know that shot. Super cheesy. <laughs> I know that shot. For a super, quote, serious movie. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of cheesy shit in this movie. Oh, um, there is. But uh, I bought all of it except the scissors. Most of all, I gotta tell you, man, I do not like the character Walter. <clears throat> I cannot stand him. Was uh, that mustache dude? No, that's the guy. Oh, from, that's, that's a the big trouble dude. Yeah, Dennis, the, the Asian nuts? guy from yeah. yeah. Uh, boy, he I just he he's was total one eighty. He was super likable and in, in yeah. big trouble, but in this one he's a dick. But he I is mean, that's mad. his character. Yeah, I know, but he's mad about everything. Mm-hmm. Like right away, they're like, he, we got to work all weekend. He's so put out about. I everything. had plans, and then uh, we'll get. I have written down some stuff as we go. I'll point out stuff. The reason I hate Walter. And the reason I'm mad that spoilers, Walter makes it all the way through. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what a dick. Um, <laughs> let's see. I just wrote mustache in all exclamation points. And I oh, said, yeah. please let mustache be a main character. And boy, he's the main he's character. He's the character. Yes. His name is, uh, fuck, I, can't, I forgot it. It's written down later when they actually Character's said, name or the... Uh... No, yeah, the character. 
fuck? It's I like, should know this. Yeah. I just watched the goddamn thing. Um, I rewatched it yesterday. Please cut all this dead air out. Oh, I yeah, we'll see. I haven't been cutting. <laughs> uh, Brian Marsh. Brian? His character's name was Brian? Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, we see Brian, and he is checking out... What's the chick's name? I forgot already. Catherine? Catherine. So, he's checking her out from afar, and then... So, they kind of move on, and in the background, we see uh, Donald Pleasance, who's fucking back. Yep. Yes. Uh, first he's a highlight in this movie. It's Dude, a, him and Victor he, Wong, man. Victor oh, Wong's on top of shit on this one. They are one. great together. Mm-hmm. Their scenes together are so mm-hmm. good. Um, and they and they <coughs> say that uh, there's a scene where they see the nuns walking around, yep. and they're like, "What's up with that?" And uh, they say, "Oh, well, you know, the professor." It takes place in a college at first. Is what we forgot to establish. <laughs> yeah, what kind of college is this, by the way? I think they're getting their doctorate. They in are because because they're all like in their thirties and forties. Yeah, they're all like, and that one dude looks like fucking Carl from Aqua Teen. <laughs> he does. <laughs> The fucking that long curly skullet thing. I just kept saying sloppy fuck every time he was on. <laughs> yeah, man, he he was rough looking. Um, yeah, so it seems like they're getting their doctorate in some sort of like metaphysical science, like uh, heavy or philosophy on, um, and stuff. It's like uh, physics and philosophy yeah. mixed. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. What is it? oh uh, quantum physics. Yeah, and so you know that something satanic is up because there's a lot of bugs, mm-hmm. and as portrayed in film, bugs are the servants of the devil. Hence, why I don't like bugs in real life. Mm. Um, I see them, I immediately think Satan. Just got to kill them all, so <laughs> stomp them. Uh, but yeah, when Mustache is watching TV, there's like ants all over the back of his there's fucking TV. There's mounds and mounds of ants throughout. Yeah, tons of ants and then beetles later too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out uh, Loomis... <laughs> Loomis. What's the what's the priest's name in the movie? Because I'm going to keep... Priest, he was never given a name. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, so Donald Pleasance is uh, called to uh, the room where this priest has died holding the jewelry box and he finds... Uh, a, like a diary there and this priest is part of some really uh secretive sect of catholicism called the brotherhood of sleep jesus illuminati yes basically <clears throat> i thought all illuminati had something to do with religion oh god no they, really it has nothing to do with religion really no they just hmm. rule the world religion is a construct made up by the illuminati to help control people oh interesting doug you seem to know a lot about the illuminati huh you seem to know a lot about the Illuminati. What? Hmm. I thought you had a Bible. That's a, that's a <laughs> notebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and God spake. Um, so uh, the they say that the Brotherhood of Sleep was so secretive and powerful that the Vatican didn't even know Ooh. that they existed. So. Under the Pope's nose. Yeah. Or not under the Pope's nose. Whatever thing works for that. <laughs> Forget I said anything. <laughs> Let's start over. Welcome to the hey, we're going to- <laughs> Uh And so, uh, inside the jewelry box is a key. Mm-hmm. And the priest takes this key to, uh, what is it, St. Gerard's? Uh, I think was, yes. Yeah, St. Gerard's Church. And it's this old, rundown church in the middle of, like, downtown Los Angeles. 
and uh, the key opens a door, a secret door, a where secret candles door. that are that stay lit forever for <laughs> millions of years, apparently. And uh, so we don't see what's in there, but uh, from the from the notebook and the key and whatever he finds in the basement, um, something is he knows something is wrong. Satan's afoot. Satan is afoot. And what it turns out to be is a Zordon-like tube of swirling... It's like when you go in the gas station and you see the green slushy machine. Yes, that's it's exactly... one of those, but gigantic. Yeah, it's a giant green Satan slushy. Yes. Um, and so the Brotherhood of Sleep apparently was in charge of keeping it... <laughs> Cleaning it every day when people I guess. wanted to get a cup of Satan. Yeah. And <laughs> so now here's where... Man, it is dense. So I'm going to try to... Basically, what what he does is he enlists the uh, Victor Wong's character, the professor, and he brings his best and brightest grad students, which is Mustache and Catherine and Walter and Sloppy Fuck and it takes, uh, um, what did, fuck, I, I can't quote the movie, but they said it, it takes uh, a level of thinking beyond common sense and beyond what you normally see to comprehend what's going on and to help battle this. Yes, so they bring. So he enlists, you know, this renowned atheist, and it's they say that Victor Wong's character and Donald Pleasant's character had had a debate, a series of debates on television with each other. Mm-hmm. So they're both kind of representing their field, um, and so and they're transcribing this. Uh, they have a they have a girl come in to transcribe this Latin book. Uh, and they, well, they not only does his students, but they hit up like. Yeah, experts they, in other fields of science, right? yeah. radiology, language, science. Uh, they bring in a ton of scientists. Yeah, so they're um, all camped out to, at this church. And they're going to stay in the church over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, while this is happening, there's a sort of eclipse going on as well. Mm-hmm. And having just lived through an eclipse, it's super annoying. And uh, But you guys could see the picture I took of myself posted. Um, uh, but... I just, I just, we just lived through like a massive eclipse. And I forgot everyone, all about that. Everyone that was, was a big so deal. obnoxious <laughs> about it. Yeah, and it was fine. Let me tell you something. I, I went tangent, outside. Tangent, tangent, yeah. tangent. <laughs> I went outside. Tangent. We got one. <laughs> um, I went outside and I looked at it and I was, it was pretty cool. And I watched it for a little bit. Um, my neighbor, who was also in his yard. I just heard from his. I just heard from that yard. Holy shit! So he was blown away. Um, and not, it's an interesting thing to see, but boy, God, it was not as interesting as the world made it seem. It was interesting for like three seconds. I was off for of work that day, and I was picking up my son. The time of the yeah, like he got out of school at noon, and uh, I was in line waiting for him. And uh, it just got a little dark all of a sudden. I was just in the car. The cool part is how dark it was while still being, like, while the sun, you know, it's not like a cloud covers the sun. Yeah. Like, you can still see the sunlight, but it's just darker. It's it's interesting. Um, but, yeah, so uh, there's definitely a lot of rep- references to this eclipse that is happening at the same time as all the Satan business is going on. Mm-hmm. And it's drawing a lot of homeless, like, Satan zombies toward the church. Uh, led by uh, the, the canister is leaking. There's green yes. stuff leaking, and uh, it's putting out little um, um, 
shit. I don't know, some sort of like waves. It's picking yes. up the uh, feeble-minded. It's getting all these homeless people. It's like an army of zombies around, surrounding this church, and they're not letting anyone in or out. Yeah, and um, so, and this has kind of happened after like our team has showed up because they're watching them all go into the church. But then, I mean, later when they try to get out, these homeless people have barricaded them in. And it's sort of like a... And the leader of, of the homeless people is Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper. And he stabs a guy with a bicycle. <laughs> I love that. First of all, the introduction of Alice Cooper is amazing because there's this long shot down a alleyway. Yeah. You can see all these like homeless people kind of like zombie walking through. And, like, and then just from head. out of a dumpster... Mm-hmm. Here comes Alice Cooper. <laughs> Alice Cooper just leans into frame. In fact, one of the guys that he uh, Carpenter got to produce the film it was Alice Cooper's manager. Nice. So he's all like, hey, I'm his manager. You want some publicity? I'll get him to write a song for you. And he wrote a song Prince for the Darkness. soundtrack. Yeah. Is that what the guy's listening to on his headphones when yes. he gets killed with the bike? Yeah. I figured that's what it was. Um, so... Let's see. Let me let me jump back to the notes. Uh, Sorry, all right. folks, we're jumping around here. Yeah, no, that's, that's <clears> what it's <throat> here for. Uh, let's see. Swim on the street. Oh, so Mustache and Catherine have hooked up because mm-hmm. he says, "Let's get a cup of coffee," and then they're in bed together. It the literally goes they're, like they're walking outside their classrooms. Like, so let's get a cup of coffee. Cut to them waking up the next yeah, morning. Because cup of coffee is a universal euphemism for right. let's cup of fuck. Cup of fuck. <laughs> let's get a cup of fuck. Uh, let's see. Do do do. Saint Goddard's Church. Yeah, I was right. All right. Oh, then there's like the science setup montage where they're like, "What's that machine do?" And it's like this, this, this. You know. And then they all like, meet. It does. Then it cut to the next person because they don't explain. It. Yeah, and then like they all shake hands and they're like, "Hey, I'm Tom. I'm in charge of science shit number two. I'm and a scientist. Are you a scientist? I'm a scientist. And they're like, "What do you think we're doing here?" And they're like, "Hey, no one's really told us, buddy. I don't know. What's yeah, science." Hey, it's some weird old church. We gotta stay all weekend. I don't think so. I had plans. There's, Science. Oh, Walter. Walter's got plans. He had a date. Um. Oh, that's your washer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just like I should uh, really not do laundry during this. <laughs> <laughs> like Satan is here, and he doesn't think it's funny. Um. So they're all there, and now they're kind of like meeting each other. There is one scientist who's not staying. He he's got another the job. Assistant of that other dude. Yeah. And there's like I, I like this line. I like when Carpenter writes because I like they have can, names. I should I should know their. There's names. so many of them. I only know like the main characters' names, um, but there is a the the radiologist. He's like, "What's her story?" And the, her friend's like, "She's married," and he says, "How married?" And the other guy says, "Very." And I was just like, nice. That's uh, Oh, that dude that can't act his way out of a fucking hat. That dude the mullet. is awful. Yes. Oh. Uh, the one who gets the, like, he gets possessed yeah. and eaten by bugs later in the movie. Yes, holy fuck! The yeah, he's all bad. Like, is that girl married? She is very married. I am in a movie today, science. <laughs> I am in a movie today, science. <laughs> yeah, actual line from the movie. Um, let's see. So, Doctor Leahy, his assistant was um, Etchison. Who was killed by Alice Cooper with a stab by a bicycle? Bicycle, yeah. When he leaves, he's the first person to leave the church, and yeah. when he does, uh, he sees a couple homeless people. So he tries to go around the other way. He sees Alice Cooper, and he's like, well, "I'll go back." And when he turns around, 
tons of homeless tons people of homeless like people. surrounding him and then Alice Cooper stabs him to death with an old bicycle. Man, those homeless people were very menacing looking. I they mean, were. Like, um I mean, duh, obviously for the movie. I meant like as a visual, that was that was striking. It was like yeah. Night of the Living Dead shit, you know. It's again Carpenter pulls from a lot of like the same like influences. Mm-hmm. Uh westerns and obviously George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Like a lot of horror movies pull from that still today because it's yeah. I mean, you know, well, Night of the Living Dead introduced the modern horror horror that we all know and love now. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, some of these Satan chips. There's a cute <laughs> scene where they're watching uh, Tom and Jerry, and it's an episode where Tom goes to hell. And then you have the dogs, the devil, and they keep stabbing him in the head in the cauldron. Very apropos. Also, yeah. cartoons are different Get now. It? Yeah, they're real dumb. <laughs> I guess they are all. Even ones I like, they're just stupid. Um, So let's see. Um, I wrote one science nerd leaves. Oh, he finds that crucified pigeon. Yeah, the homeless people fucking uh, made a cross and nailed a fucking pigeon to it, all spread pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) I like what you did there. Let me see. Okay, so, um, oh, what's the girl's name? Linda? Which one? The radiologist no. with glasses. That's what they call her every single time. That was Susan, wasn't it? Susan. It's one of them. Um, I think Linda was the blonde girl. I think you're right. It doesn't matter because every time they're like, every time they say Susan, someone says who, and then they go radiologist, glasses. Yeah. This happens like four times in a row. Yeah. Um, which I like, it's fine. Anyway, she's hanging out with the Satan slime while Sloppy Fuck takes off. Yeah, everybody has gone upstairs for a little meeting and she's still down there. And the Satan <clears throat> slime is like leaking out of the top of the canister onto the ceiling. And she's kind of watching around. it. Yeah, she's kind of watching it move and then it just sprays right into her mouth. Mm-hmm. And now she's possessed by Satan slime. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, this is kind of when we start to find out what's going on. And well, she um, ciphers the uh, the text. Yes, and says that uh, that you find out that the jelly is Satan. Satan. But we also find out that Satan is the son of a higher evil. Yes. Okay. That, that they call anti god. Yes. That lives in the antimatter universe, which um they get through through mirrors. Like mm-hmm. mirrors are like I'm assuming there are a lot of different gateways, but a mirror mm-hmm. is definitely a gateway. Um, which is suggested by Victor Wong's character. He says, perhaps they're a mirror image of us. So, mm-hmm. uh, Satan is, Satan's father is the anti-god. Um, so, uh, this, so now this kind of sets up, um, several more characters get possessed, um, by them spraying the Satan slime into each other's mouths. We skimmed over something. Them all being in the church, they start mm-hmm. having the same dream. Yeah, I have it written down. Um, it's that, it's kind of a communication. It looks like someone has a, well, someone did have a handheld camcorder and was all like, uh, this is not a dream. This is what the narrator yeah. says in the dream. This is not a dream. This is a, um, uh, what do they say exactly? Transmission? This is a transmission from the year one and then 
it comes back later and it says from the year one nine yeah. and it, basically all the way from the, from from the future they're chill, yeah. it's like this is what's gonna happen stay it's, tuned it's the front of the church mm-hmm. and there's a figure in there's the doorway a dark figure coming out of the doorway and <clears throat> it says that it can't be transferred over conscious waves or something so mm-hmm. it's coming through in your subconscious and everyone in the brotherhood of sleep had the same dream all the time mm-hmm. they uh loomis tells us uh priest loomis and um so uh so It'd be now cool if he wasn't even playing a character it was just like donald pleasance as <laughs> donald pleasance as donald pleasance prince of darkness let's see shared dream yeah that was my next note Excellent. oh i'm sorry no no you're perfect uh so the satan slime is spreading um Okay, so uh, once they once they kind of tell them about the anti god thing, a lot of people are like, you know, this is this is not real. This is weird. I don't want any part of this. And this is where they start to splinter. And Wyndham, that's the guy who can't act. No, Wy- yeah, God, Wyndham is like, fuck this. I'm out of here. So he bails. Mm-hmm. And um, Connor and the other guy in the sweatshirt, uh, they go outside with him and they decide to stay. So Wyndham's like, he's leaving. And he's the one that gets... Uh, yeah, well, well, the the other two guys go back inside. And then he hears the door open again. And he turns around and it's Susan just staring at him. She's the, the first possessed one. Yes. <clears throat> and, like, she commands these homeless people to attack him. And that's when you see the really shitty scissor stabbing scene. <laughs> I forgot about the scissor stabbing. But that does happen to him. And then uh, you see all these bugs kind of go over his body. And then later they're like, hey, Wyndham's outside. And they look out the window and it's like the bugs are like in his body, like controlling, controlling it, like a suit. He's like a puppet, a human yeah. puppet, like an and Edgar he's suit. Talking, like an <laughs> Edgar suit. Edgar suit. Uh, <laughs> you guys see Men in Black? It's good. Mm. Um, and he delivers a message. He says, "Pray for death." He's like, "Hello, he's like, hello, <laughs> <Yeah>. hello." <laughs> I have a lot of message for you. And you're not gonna like it. <laughs> um, yeah, he tells him to pray then for he death. Slowly falls apart. Yeah, it's he just so, that effect was really good. Yeah, I like it's that. it's really good. Um, and then uh, while this is happening, uh, Susan's been spreading around the Satan slime, mm-hmm. and now Connor has it, and he comes up the stairs singing "Amazing Grace." Mm-hmm. And then he rips uh, a um, a piece of the stairwell yes. off barehanded and just rips his throat out Sli- with it. Yeah, and so <laughs> you, you think he's dead, but then he he comes back later. Um, let's see, and this is where this is when everyone's like, "We're getting the fuck out of here," and the doors are now barricaded from the outside. Yeah. And so now this has kind of become a flip. Like Carpenter likes to make the siege movie. This is kind of an anti siege movie. No one's trying to get in. They're trying to keep them in mm-hmm. because uh, you know they know that the Satan slime needs the bodies to possess to, uh, to get big Satan out. To get yeah, big daddy Satan, Satan Senior, <laughs> Satan Senior. Um, let's see. Oh, and the so now they now they brought the slime upstairs, and it's like filling up the ceiling in that one room. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Linda, we established, was the blonde? I think, yeah. I believe okay. that's, that's who the blonde girl is. Yeah. So all the slime goes into her mouth, mm-hmm. and like, and she has like a kind of a pregnant-looking belly. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, She's the host of Satan. She yeah. becomes Satan. 
she does <clears throat> and this is where and this is where our this is where our team gets split up so the priest is locked in one room by himself and then mustache Catherine, victor wong's character uh dr breck was that his dr name? breck uh, sloppy fuck and uh, sloppy fuck is uh, oh no he has yet to become possessed he's yet to become possessed sloppy fuck and um, sweatshirt are all in a room together yeah and Walter is locked in the closet of the room where Linda has become like incubating the Satan slime mm-hmm. and uh, Susan and Susan and the girl the uh, the Asian lady the one he says you could pass Pass for Asian. Yeah. That was dumb. I wrote her name down somewhere. He's got a ton of terrible lines. That's one of them. Um, Lisa. Lisa, yeah. Um, He's got a... Like, he is in such a bad mood all the time. Like, he's mad that they have to go for the weekend because he had plans, and then he's... uh, Every group of friends has that one friend that's always just just put out over everything. Um, And then he's mad, like... So he falls asleep, and he's having the shared dream. Mm -hmm. And... uh, uh, mustache wakes him up and he's like hey have you seen whoever they were looking for at the time I think it was uh, Susan and he's just like can't you see I was asleep uh, I don't know where she is and then um, so he gets locked in this closet where Lisa and Susan are standing there they kind of chase him to this closet and he ran in and locked himself in but they're not trying to get in no they just stand there to make they're sure protecting, he doesn't get out yeah they're protecting Linda's body while it incubates the Satan slime and uh, Catherine's like, I think I can hear Walter through the wall. So they bang on the wall and they say, Walter, are you over there? And he just yells, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> he's and I'm dick. just like, fuck you, dude. Let him die. Like, Yeah, he's a complete and utter dick. Yeah, so they decide they can, they decide that they can uh, dig through the wall because he's, like, he's in a closet that shares a wall with the room they're locked in. <laughs> So they're like, if we dig through the wall, we can get him. So it's an all-night process because the sun comes up and goes back down through this whole thing. Which made barely any sense because it's a brick wall and they could, could communicate like, like yeah. they were in the same room. Yeah, I know. But anyway. Um, it's movie magic, Doug. Mm. These might be old bricks that are filled Maybe with air. Maybe Satan wanted him to go through that wall and he Maybe. was amplifying the voice. Definitely. So... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Satan. Yeah. So over the course of the night, they're digging through the wall. Uh, Connor has got back up, the guy who slit his throat, mm-hmm. and he has gone in. He broke into the room where uh, the priest is, but he doesn't attack the priest because he sees a full-length mirror. Well, he doesn't see the priest. He, he doesn't. successfully hides behind the fucking armoire or something. Yeah. But Connor gets distracted by the mirror, and he's just staring into it very emotionally. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing he can see through it to, you know, Big Daddy Satan over mm-hmm. there. Um, which is just that dog from Tom and Jerry. I'd like to think if we saw yeah. him, um, we do see a claw, and it looks very it could be a dog. I swear to God that there's a cut of this where you see that fucking monster. Really? I I, I may have dreamt that. I don't know. Mm. I, I, I swore that uh, when the first time I saw this movie back in the day that I saw like a piece of that monster besides the hand. Really? I don't. Maybe know. Maybe not. I mean, I've only seen this thing twice now uh, <clears throat> for this podcast, so. I'd never seen it before we started doing this. Um, I'm going to Google it and see. And so over the course of the night, um, Linda's body incubates Satan and her skin like starts to melt and like rot off. Which is a good effect. She looks great. She looks great. She's Um, super off-putting. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, it's creepy. So then she wakes up and she's Satan. 
and she's Satan. Wake up, Satan. She's Satan embodied in 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 Linda's body, and uh, she has you know all the Satan powers you expect Satan to have, and so she's using her Satan powers like break through the door, and Walter just happens to escape just as Satan wakes up, mm-hmm. so he gets into the room, and then uh, Linda sees a small like compact mirror on the floor. Linda Satan and uh she sticks her she can stick her hand through the mirror like liquid mm-hmm. and she's trying to call out to uh, she's trying to call out to Satan's father the anti god and uh but the mirror is obviously too small and uh she's going to put those two fingers in and she's like wiggling them yeah like, she's like <laughs> you know when you're trying to reach something with two fingers and you're like I can almost I can almost get it um so, uh, like when some, like you know, when a skittle falls in between your seats in the car, and you're like, you don't want to lose that one skittle, um, <laughs> and then you just veer off the road. <laughs> yeah, you're on the interstate when this happens. <laughs> uh, I've had eight cars, Doug, um, but I'm still alive. I'm still eating skittles in the car for some reason. Mm. Um, <laughs> they taste better when it's dangerous. Yeah, they do. Uh, when every skittle might be your last, that's when they're their best. <laughs> Uh, so, so she, uh, she, she then goes to the room. Oh, so now Linda and Susan get into the room where everyone else is except for the priest and they infect sloppy fuck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, who Slop- had his neck broken earlier. So yes. he walks all funky and, oh no, you're right. Sloppy fuck wasn't Susan in the room with them. Him, right? Susan ki- Yeah. Susan snapped his neck. It was that, it was that scientist that was with them still. Yes. Leahy. Yeah. Um, but sloppy fuck does break into the room and Victor Wong like, okay, so this is one thing where I was like, come on, he shakes up that Sprite. (laughs) He has a can of Sprite. And I'm like, why is this a turret? (laughs) Like, it seems like he could have just stabbed him with the chopstick. It's a Tom buyer. I guess he's Victor Wong sees a can of Sprite and he's like, I know what I'll do. He shakes it up and then sprays the zombie in the face with it. And And then stabs him with a chopstick. Stabs him in the eye with a chopstick. It's super cheesy. (laughs) Um, so chaos ensues. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I wrote. Walter says, "What the fuck do you want? What a dick." Uh, let's see. Let's see. I wrote. I hate Walter. <laughs> I said, "Old Roddy Skin wakes up." <laughs> man, that was such a good effect. She looks so good. Yeah, she looks. I mean, great, she man. looks like a melted fucking person. So this all leads them to the next room where the the full length mirror is, and Satan, Linda Satan, freaks out because she knows she can pull the anti god through this one. So she sticks her arm in, and uh, this giant monstrous claw like grabs it, mm-hmm. and she starts pulling this insane looking claw out of. So I watched uh, the Scream Factory had an interview with John Carpenter, and he said that. Uh, the way they did that, um, he said they shouldn't have done it, but the way they made that effect was they, one of the cranes they were using for the cameras, they drained all the mercury out of it and put it into like a tub, and then they stuck that claw in there and they had someone like pull it out. So that's like, because mercury is real like mm-hmm. reflective like that. Isn't that poisonous? Yes, very. <laughs> so he said we shouldn't have done that, but we did, and it looks pretty great. So, mm. um, so the, the arm is coming out and like. No one really knows what to do, and Catherine runs in, and she sees this, and Catherine runs into Linda, knocking them both into the mirror, into this 
Well, Donald Pleasance comes out from behind the little um, armoire. armoire thing <laughs> with a fireman's axe that's like, you know, in case yes. of emergency, break glass yes. axes. And uh, while she's trying to pull uh, Satan Sr. out, he chops, he her, chops arm her arms off. off and it immediately grows right grows back, back and she goes at it again. And then he, he chops her head off. Yeah. And, and she just picks, picks it, up, it up, puts it back. And, and it then reattaches. she like um, using like, you know, I forgot about tele, uh, psychokinetic powers. Yeah. Slams that fucking armoire in, uh, into him, into yes. the wall, pinning him against the wall. And at this point, Catherine runs in. She runs into Linda, knocks them both into the mirror into this like alternate universe that's on the other side of us this mm-hmm. antiverse if you will and just at that moment uh, Loomis throws the, I'm just calling him Loomis at yeah, this point Loomis throws the axe at the mirror and shatters it and it's one of my favorite images in the movie is Catherine reaching trying to get out reaching for the mirror as the light goes dude it is it is a great dark scene. and like the look on her face like that's I love that shot so much dude it is it is haunting that is pure hopelessness right there. Yeah, like she's reaching back for the and he smashes it because you know they you have got to sacrifice yeah to, to save keep the world. Ultra Satan now. Yeah, Ultra Satan, <laughs> Super Shredder Satan. Um, <laughs> uh, so I wrote Mustache's girlfriend sacrifices herself. Um and and they, well, technically Donald Pleasant sacrificed. Yeah, <laughs> and he says she sacrificed herself to save the world. Um, but uh, so and and everything kind of wraps up like they all you know they're like, uh, Walter fucking runs out of the church. The homeless people have dispersed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Walter fucking takes off. He wants no part of this. One and, part we skimmed over, which is it's not important at all, but um back before Linda became Satan and they're trying to get Walter out of the closet and shit. <clears throat> Mustache jumps out the window to try to like mm. find an escape route and it's the most pointless fucking scene ever. I mean, he looks out the window and he sees that there's an army of homeless people on this side and there's an armless, uh, army of homeless yeah, people on this side. Yeah, what was the point of this scene? He was like, and it's an alleyway. There's a tall fence and the it, go, it leads down to a concrete gully. Yeah. And he's like, I'll know. I'll jump out the fucking window and stare at each one of them, then jump back up. That'll do absolutely nothing. Let's keep this in the movie. I guess the idea was that he would somehow get away and go for help, but you're right. There was no, that's that's what he said. He was like, we're going to try to find some help. He could but, see like, from the window that he's not fucking getting... pointless, and he oh. still jumped out the window. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Sorry. I, I, we were, I ruined the climax. Uh-oh. No. As I do. No, we've already... The next part's just kind of an add-on, but um, Walter also said something really fucking stupid in the closet. What's that joke that he told? Oh, they he's talking about how Linda, he's like, her, her belly's gone down, her skin looks weird, and they said, keep watching her, and then he screams, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I fucking hate Walter so yeah, much. Yeah, he sucks. And then he told some really a dumb stupid joke. joke. He was like a he, he, he was like a Jewish mother picks her daughter up from the airport, and he uh, she's with a uh, like Zulu Nation mm. guy with a bone through his nose, and he was like, you, and then the mom goes, "You idiot! I said rich doctor, a rich doctor." Like, why was that even in the movie? Was it supposed to be funny? I guess. Let me tell you something. Comic relief does not work in this film. This is not a film that... I've said it before, I'll say it again. John Carpenter is not a comedic writer. 
No, he tried to not. do that shit and uh, someone's watching me and it fell flat. Mm. He needs to stick to what he knows. Uh, you can do it when Kurt Russell's in the movie because he can carry it. Kurt Russell can <clears throat> say anything. But he didn't write the movies, did he? Um, he wrote Escape from New York. But Nick Castle wrote the... I'm talking about like he was the funnier and he had funnier dialogue in The Thing and yeah. The Trouble. Yeah. Um... Yeah, John Carpenter, he does dread and hopelessness perfectly. <laughs> yep. But comedy is not really as... No. And he doesn't strike me as like a really funny guy. He anyway. probably is really funny. It's just like, he just writes what he knows. Yeah. And it's fucking dour hopelessness. Yeah. Cowboys and hopelessness. Um, and Satan. So everything's kind of wrapped up, and you know it's not a happy ending. But they're like, no. "We saved the world," and then Brian goes home. That's Mustache, by the mustache. way. Mustache. Um, mustache goes home, and he has the dream still. The mm-hmm. Brothers Hood of Sleep dream. Only this time, the figure in the doorway is you Catherine. See the figure. It's mm-hmm. Catherine, and um, and he wakes up, and he's just like, "Weird dream." And I I didn't see this coming at all. He he did that shot that's really cliche now. He rolls over and Catherine's in the bed, but her skin's all fucked up like Linda's it's a was. Split second, then he wakes up for real. And he wakes up again, one of those dream within a dream things. And he's like touching his face, and that fucking killer score is going. Mm-hmm. And there's a mirror in his bedroom, and he goes up to it, and he's putting his hand toward it, and his fingers are like a, just a tenth of an inch away yeah. from the mirror. Yeah. Credits. Credits dope like uh, the ending is so strong like the ending and the beginning are like razor sharp now the the to me <clears throat> yes this uh said that they only like ultra satan wanted catherine the whole time mm. this is what i'm getting from it. okay like the, fig- the shadowy figure in the premonition was always Catherine. Mm, okay. So, and it sh- finally, she finally revealed herself. And then they finally, in the last one, they said that, that it's from the year 1999. Okay. So they're like, Ultra Satan wanted her. So when he really comes back, shit's going to go down. So all this is going to happen again. So heads up. Yeah. Is like, what I got from it. They didn't, <clears throat> what I, I didn't get that part from it, but that's very interesting. Um, what I got from it was that they didn't stop it, they only delayed it. Um, no, I didn't get the Terminator type thing from it. I got, I want this girl for some reason. I like that. And I'm going to come back even more. If you strike me down now, I'm going to yeah. come more <laughs> Ultra Satan is the Obi-Wan of this universe. Yeah. Um, I've said yeah. it before and I'll say it again. Yeah, I liked, I, I did like that because, um, well, you know, they don't ever. They don't really describe in detail how the Brotherhood kept this thing asleep all these years. Like, Mm-mm. there's um, not a lot of detail. All you know is that the jelly is Satan, and Satan has a daddy. Yep. <laughs> Who's how many your times daddy? have I said that? <laughs> Who's your baby? We know the song for this week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, it is. This is part of. This is part of what he calls his apocalypse trilogy. Correct. Mm-hmm. This is okay. number two. Okay, so it's the thing and this, and what's the other one? Thing, Prince of Darkness, and uh, the Mouth of Madness. I haven't seen that one either, so I'm excited. I gotta find that. I need to buy that. It's out there. It's available. Oh yeah, I know. I just haven't okay. gotten around to it yet. I've seen it uh, once, and I don't remember shit from it. 
Well, I've never seen All it. All I know so. is uh, if you like Lovecraft and Stephen King, then that's the movie for you. I'm in with the little John Carpenter mm-hmm. guiding it. Yeah, I'm down with it. Um, I said at the beginning, I fucking like this movie a lot. Um, I understand that when it came out, people... Man, I read some of the reviews on Wikipedia when this movie came out. And one reviewer said, this movie was so bad that it needs to be put in a canister for seven million years. Yeah. Um, I think it had a budget of three million, but it made like 15, so it yeah. made money. Definitely made money. Um, Thanks, well, Alice Cooper. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you have John Carpenter, and you have, he's back doing horror, mm-hmm. and he's just had, you know, um, Starman was really successful as far as... Um, Jeff Bridges getting nominated for Best Actor, so Car- uh, Carpenter had a little. Carpenter had kind of a big dick in Hollywood to swing around at this point. This is a this is Universal to put this out. Uh huh. I mean, it's a big studio. I'm telling you, he had a little muscle from Starman, and he used it to make three really fucked up movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess more than that, because he also did Invisible Man and uh, Mouth of Madness, which I haven't seen either of those, but. Um, which one's next? They live. They live. And then Invisible Man. Yes, I heard it's not good, but um, but hey, we'll I, be the judge of that. Yeah, we will. I might. So far, I haven't seen one of these that I didn't like at all, except for Elvis. And I, again, I don't blame that on Carpenter. During that half-off sale when Scream Factory put that uh, on Facebook, they posted it. This one chick was in the comments talking about. Um, oh, I'm so glad Elvis is half off. I saw this movie back in blah, 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 and I love it. Oh, my God. It is, you should have immediately put I a link to I almost tagged you episode. in it, and so you could, like, fucking flame on her, but then I was like, nah, I'm good. I wouldn't have. I would have just sent her a link to the episode. <laughs> Save yourself some time. Listen to the album Listen instead. Listen to our review. Yeah, um, this one's... This one's gonna be high for me, unless this there's is some a high recommendation hits. for us. Yeah, man, I understand. It's a that. little heady. If you want to hear, um, not super detailed dialogue about um, science versus religion, because uh, it's, I'm not saying I'm a fucking scientist or anything, but they put everything in layman's terms. But like they go on, and I could see someone just fucking, you know. Well, just turn their eyes up and be like, uh, "Yeah, we kind of we kind of glossed over it because it's so dense." But um, yeah, please, I'm just going to keep eating those. Uh, the dense is the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's very dense. But the idea was that uh, the church categorized like Satan and Jesus as like spiritual things, but well, actually flat out said that Jesus is an alien from yeah. Pluto. Yes. Yeah. We've glossed over that too. Yeah, <laughs> that interesting fact. Yeah, uh, it's Plutonian, and um, they said that uh, basically there was this text that Jesus said, like, you know, you won't be able to prove any of this until science until has man advanced. is smart enough to just figure the science out. Yeah, because uh, some of the Satan shit that uh, they deciphered was like math equations yes. and all this and that. And so Satan was a a scientific being and not a spiritual being. Um, it, it's it's dense. Uh, you definitely there's a lot going on. You're probably going to have to watch it more than once, unless you're smarter than me, and then figure it out. And you're like, Caleb's an idiot. Uh, but I did. I had to watch it a couple of times just to. Um, <clears throat> there's a commentary with Carpenter, but um, it's him and that guy, the doctor. 
Um, which one? The 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 white guy that was like which one? Leahy. Yeah, that guy, that actor, and they were immediately they were like a little too chummy, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna. This is not gonna really. Carpenter's bad about that, especially if Kurt Russell's on there with it. Be prepared <laughs> not to hear anything about the movie. I like those though, at least because of Kurt Russell, I find charming and fascinating. But um, you know, Carpenter was it the thing commentary where they're like, "How's your son doing? Are y'all doing doing blah 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 blah?" Maybe the thing, or maybe Escape from New York. I can't remember. I think Escape. Um, they're all like, um, "Oh shit, there's a movie on." Yeah. Uh, but so there's a commentary that I didn't listen to. It might get better, but I only listened to it for a few minutes, and I was like, nah, I, I got a bare bones DVD. I was looking for commentary because I want it. I I rarely watch the commentary, but I wanted to watch it, and I don't have it. So that's all um, that story. There's some there's some really cool. Uh, there's an they always do an interview with uh, Howarth, and there's an actual interview with uh, Carpenter, and um, it's it's pretty cool to watch. I'll I'll loan it to you if you'd like to check it out. Yes. Uh, the Howarth one is great. He said same thing that he usually says. He was like, you know, John John always comes in and does the first pass on the music, and then he leaves for like days or weeks while he's working on the movie, and then he comes back, and Alan shows him what he's added, and Carpenter will say, "That's great," or "Take that out," or "I love this." Let's do more of this. And so, you know, it's uh that's how they collaborate, and I think uh, they live might be the last time they collaborate, um, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Unless oh, he, we can't stress enough that the score is super effective in this it movie. It is awesome. This is like a like they talked about how like they had some like some new synthesizers so they could put like the choir sounds in there, just that oh, which works for this story for this you know because it's all very steeped in you know uh, dogma Jesus. and stuff. Yeah. So it's um yeah it's a great score you're gonna I know we've kind of gotten away from playing the scores but you're gonna hear pieces of it in this episode because it fucking it flat out rocks it's so. flat out creepy it's flat yeah. it's flat out fucking effective yeah and it's uh it's just it's I just love that it's just super like industrial and um, but I think that's that I think that's that Howarth flavor because his stuff's pretty industrial um oh <laughs> it looked like you had I was about to say something and then I was like I'll save it oh, okay. Um. Yeah, man. I. I'd say. Um. I'd say pick up Prince of Darkness. Get the. Get the Scream Factory if that's your if that's your jam. That's the one I bought. Um. I think they're actually. If you wait, they're actually re-releasing it with one of the Steel Books, so you'll get like a. They fancy. are because um, those were on pre-order when they did the the sale for yeah. John Carpenter's birthday. There's two, right? It's Prince of Darkness and something. Uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. And um. Well, the fog's been out, but fog's they had that one out there too. They live. I got the steelbook. They live, and it's, oh yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. They also have one for Escape from New York too. They're beautiful. So if nice. steelbooks are your thing, I don't. I only own like two of them. Uh, the um, only ones I have are the Ghostbuster ones. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, when they first come out, like Best Buy does steelbooks for everything, but they're always five dollars more than the already thirty dollar Blu-ray. So I'm just like, you can fuck off. That's five dollars for that extra protection. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they look great. They're bulletproof. Yeah, wear it as like a bulletproof vest when you when you go out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this. I, I really, I really love this one a lot. This is a. Uh, it's a good one for for what I haven't seen. I'm really, I love it, and it's it's fucking weird. Like it, it's bizarre. No, I wouldn't say weird. I don't know. It's pretty fucking weird, dude. It's just heady. You yeah. know, you're just like I'm gonna. It's basically boils down to science versus religion. All yes. it is. 
and basically <clears throat> did the same thing. Like, yeah. religion was created to like obscure this thing until science could figure it out. Yeah. And now it's, uh, yeah, it's dense. Like, you're gonna have to, you gotta pay attention. You can't be like, you can't be playing on your phone. You can't no, be dicking around. If no, you really you, want to enjoy this movie, you gotta pay attention. You, to yeah, it. you gotta, you gotta give it your undivided. Um, but I recommend. It's great. I think it's, uh, it's definitely, un, it's definitely underappreciated. But now. Like most of his movies, it's got a big cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we found these things later in life, and uh, so they get like a second life that way. So, mm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about uh, POD? Uh, that shitty band from yeah. the 90s? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's uh, uh, that's Prince of Darkness, folks. <laughs> Satan. Yeah. Now let's tangents. Yeah. Shoot the shit. Yeah. So let's hey let's hey let's decompress. Hang on. Put that sexy music on. Light some candles. Yeah. It was ominous. Ominous mouth. That's John Carpenter's sexy music. Um. So what what else is going on in the world, Doug? I mean, chips. Yeah. Chip what were you going to say at the top before I cut you off? And I was like, hey, let's go ahead and get into Oh, this yeah. Um, it was the Godzilla thing. So the next Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. directed by Michael... Doherty. Doherty. Yeah, that's right. Um, the guy who did Trick or Treat and Krampus. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing... Is it, what's it, This one's called King of Monsters? Or? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so the one of the stars of the movie... Uh, uh, o- Ice Cube's son. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr., um, O'Shea, yeah, who looks exactly like his dad. By the yeah. way, uh, he played his dad in the Straight, uh, out, of Straight out of Compton film, which I have not seen. It's been on my DVR for a year and still have not seen it. <laughs> it is insanely I wanna, well I made. I want to watch it. It's not one of those like it's. I mean, it's got a. Uh, it's a. It's a music biopic, so it has a lot of those kind of things in it. But it's so well made. Like I understand why. Uh, that dude immediately got to do Fast and Furious 8 because he made like this insanely I mean he's a great filmmaker anyway I love Friday but um uh aka Black Clerks but uh yeah it's uh man it's it's a dope movie you're gonna like it a lot it's really good um and then they do a lot of the I like this stuff but they do a lot of the cheesy like uh you know like check this beat out and it's like gin and juice and you know it's cool stuff like that um, the guy that plays Easy E is in uh, Kong. He's one of the guys on the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and the guy who plays Doctor Dre, he's been in a bunch of stuff too. So <clears> the, <throat> it, it, it's a good, it's a good watch, man. You'll like it. But anyway, O'Shea Jackson. I, I don't know that he like spoiled anything, but he just was like giving an interview about the next Godzilla movie, and he was just like, man, at the end when uh, Godzilla fights King Ghidorah, Ghidra, Ghidra, Ghidra. He said, uh, it's going to blow your mind. Like He says the fucking greatest thing he's ever seen. He spoiled it for me because I I thought this movie would lead up to uh, Ghidra coming. Okay. And Ghidra would be who all of them fight because, like, in the old ones, it takes takes a lot of the monsters to destroy Ghidra because he's, like, pretty much god of monsters. Gotcha. He's super, he's an alien. Okay. And he's super difficult to beat. Now I've seen a bunch of these, but I don't, I don't, not as an adult really, and I don't have so like I the, was the Star Wars in the uh, the the new Godzilla universe. So I was like, we're gonna see the introduce 
he's going to fight Rodan and Mothra, mm-hmm. and then Ghidra's going to come, and then credits. Well, and then pick it up. Ghidra might win. True. And then, That's a you know, possibility. Like Kong and Godzilla will fight in the other one, and then turn around and be like, oh, we got to fight this dude, and I just want to see King Kong versus King yeah. Ghidra. Who's the <clears throat> who's making the Kong versus Godzilla movie? It's somebody else I like. That's that's uh, Dowerty. I thought he made. I thought he made King of Monsters. Uh, they got some really great talent making these movies. Um, while we Google Godzilla, King of Monsters. Make this, sure you go to the new one, not the yeah, the yeah. This one. one's this one's Michael Dougherty. Okay, then who's doing Kong? Godzilla. Well, you think it would be like right up? Top I thought here. Dougherty was doing that. No, it's somebody else I like though. Godzilla versus Kong. That's coming twenty twenty. Amazing. Adam Wingard. Oh yeah. Wingard. Wingard. Yeah. Oh, fucking. He did Your Next, and he did guest. the new Blair Witch, and, and uh, uh, those VHS movies. Oh, I love man. Wingard's good. He's good. You, we talked about the guest that you haven't seen it yet, right? The guest. What's the guest? The guest is basically Halloween, but uh, with like a like a army vet who like shows up in this town. No. Oh man, I wanted to see that. It's fucking dope. Isn't dude. it Franco? No. It's uh it's someone somewhat famous in it. Yeah, he's kind of coming up. Uh, kind of coming up. I mean, he was in that Legion show on FX, and his name is Dan Stevens. I don't know. The fuck he was that also. The, he's. I don't know why I stuff. thought Franco was in that. No, um, dude, the guest. That's is... That's right. I got to mix up because I was like, both of them do horror movies that I really like. The guest is uh the guest is straight up like a, this big love letter to John Carpenter's Halloween. So, uh, if you guys are listening, you should definitely watch The Guest. And I may have mm-hmm. said this before, but it's fucking awesome. The score is very, uh, you know, it's, I mean, they use, like, a lot of electronic music, but it's used very effectively. And it takes place during the Halloween season, and uh, there's just tons of little homages to Halloween. Not, like, yeah, overtly, but uh, <clears throat> you can see it. Um, and it's fucking great, dude. And they haven't made a sequel to it, uh, and I'm so glad. Uh but it, uh, you, I mean, you could easily. But uh, I, I'm glad they have it. I like when a movie gets just left alone. Um, but yeah, he's great, and he did the. Um, I think he's the one that remade that anime movie for Netflix. Oh, Death Wish. Yeah, Death Not Note. Death Wish. Death Note. Yeah. Oh shit. I'm, I'm excited like... about the Bruce Willis Death Wish. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. Um, yeah, he did do Death Note, and Death Note was a lot of fun. Now you're good. Yeah, sure. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, your meat. Yeah, I watched it. It was awesome. I was. I was honestly. Um, I should really be on mic. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Doug asked me if I watched it, and I said yes. Cool. By the way, I'm drinking uh, coffee out of a pink mug that says, "You think it's easy being a bitch?" That's my wife's mug. <laughs> it was almost mine. At the Christmas party, she stole it from me. It's true. Anyway, uh, Death Note is really well made, and uh, then people give it a bunch of shit because it's not Japanese people. Yeah, as they tend to do. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, other countries remake our movies and they don't put white people in it. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, I understand if the characters were Asian being played by white people, but as remakes tend to do, like, let's what's a book I love that was a movie? Oh, uh, High Fidelity. High Fidelity all takes place in London, in, and, and the in movie the, takes place in Chicago. Didn't it also take place in London in like the sixties? Um, no, I think it's the eighties. I think it's like the oh, punk scene, okay. and then this one takes place in like the early two thousand. Book. Book's it great. It's exactly the same. Hmm. The references and the music are different, and it's also like John British. Cusack's also in the book. Yes, mm-hmm. and cool. he talks like his face comes out of the book and talks to you. <laughs> no, but like it's like line for line dialogue's the same. Um, but I love that book and movie so much. Um, yeah, no. Again, sorry. Death Note is great. Uh, fucking Willem Dafoe is amazing in it. Uh, Shea Wiggum's in it. He's fucking everywhere. Who? Shea Wiggum. You know him. He's in every fucking movie. Shea Wiggum. Yeah. You made that name up. No, I didn't. That it's, is Shea Wiggum. Maybe, no. it's, maybe it's Wiggum, but it's definitely Shea. Maybe it's Brad <laughs> Farkacher. Maybe it's Maybelline. Shh. Shay. Yeah, look him up. <laughs> I typed in his name and Google automatically pulled up Shaved Chimp. <laughs> it's S H E A. I mean, I just put S H oh. and it's just like Shaved Chimp. <laughs> nope. Oh, Google. What secrets do you hide? Shay Wiggum? Yep. Like Chief Wiggum? Yeah, sure. And that's like W H I G A. Oh, that dude from Boardwalk Empire. He's in everything. He was in Kong. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah, he was in Kong. That's what I'm saying. This guy. Okay, I didn't know that was his name, dude. He is a. He's a uh, great actor. He's an he American needs to treasure. Get his name changed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, it's really good, man. I like that movie a lot, and I like that director a lot. And so, what movie were we talking about? I stroked out again. We were talking about Death Note, but we got there from Adam Wingard because he's doing Wingard. Wingard because he's doing uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That's right. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be dope. I hope so, man. I gotta I, say, okay, I love Godzilla a lot. I'm it was a huge really Godzilla fan. It was really good. I was I was just referring to Gareth Edwards Godzilla right yes. this minute. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, but it seems like everyone hates it. N- do they hate it really? Oh God, I've heard nothing but hate for that. No movie. way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was like well received when it came out, but I didn't realize was this Godzilla fans that hate it, or is uh, this just moviegoers? Like, uh-huh. well, I, I because it's, I'm on the yeah, I'm, you are. I follow all that shit because I'm a fan. Everyone's yeah. all like Godzilla's not in it. The original Godzilla from the fifties. Godzilla's yeah. in it for ten minutes. He's definitely Just like the legendary Godzilla. Yes, he's definitely like he's definitely <clears throat> going for a tone. Godzilla's kind of like Jaws, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's definitely it's intentional and it's on purpose. I said the same thing when I saw it. I was like, I love that movie. I wish I had like five minutes more of Godzilla, but I understand that that is a very purposeful thing. Yeah, but it looks like That's why everyone else doesn't understand. But it made so much money. They're like, we're gonna make this monster universe, and now they're like fucking. Kong was like opening scene. Here's fucking Kong. Like Kong's gonna fight giant lizards. Like, God damn, I love that movie. It's, I love that. Let movie. me tell you something. The first time I watched it, so much fun. But I had all this like nitpicky shit I didn't like about it. And as I've told you, I'm trying to like leave that behind. And so now I'm just thinking about the movie like as what it was. And it's fucking fun as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that is a dude. 
that's a dope fucking movie. And I was telling Elise, I can't wait for my son to be old enough to like watch these because I used to watch the old ones with my dad and I loved it. But now you're getting these movies made with these massive budgets and they're taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And like that's exciting. Like so, you know, by the time 2020 rolls around, my kid will be fucking four years old. He might he might dig watching Kong versus Godzilla. So I'm really excited about it. My dad got me into all that shit too. And, yeah. uh, Skull Island is my third favorite King Kong movie. It's great. It yeah. is so good. Um, like the stuff, the stuff that I bothered me were like the unnecessary human characters. But it's not their movie, so who gives a fuck? Like, and they all die anyway. Yeah, who cares? Fuck yeah, I, I, I totally get it now. Like, I just was too superficial before. That's why they're there to die on exactly. that island. That's fucking great, dude. Um, but, but they're hiring these directors who I like, who make really good movies to make these massive but it seems like now they're like okay thank you Gareth for like setting this up for us but it seems like the next Godzilla movie is going to be Godzilla fighting like eight different monsters and I can't fucking wait for that like that's going to be so much fun damn Um, I keep kicking the table sorry no it's alright um but yeah dude I'm pumped I'm pumped about the monster movies uh I remember when I saw Godzilla and then I heard they were making Kong and I I said I, I think I said to you I was like they can stop making DC movies. Like Warner Brothers needs to invest in this monster universe because and they did and they did and they're smart. And for they it. Did, um, I think they're gonna try to put Pacific Rim in with them somehow. Really, I'll watch it. I like Pacific Rim. That was a movie that I I saw Godzilla excited because I love Godzilla, and my 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 beef was not enough Godzilla, mm-hmm. not enough monster in my monster movie. And then, um, but the end is so worth it, though. Like, you know, uh, you're complaining about something that's great. Uh, I just wanted more because I'm greedy. And then Pacific Rim came out, and I love Gilmore del Toro, and I was just like, meh, because I don't like that guy, the Charlie Hunnam. I can't stand him. Um, oh, that dude from that show? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. he's terrible. So I just. Yeah, I, he's not that good. He's not. So I avoided it, and it kind of looked cheesy to me, and I just. I just never saw it. We bought it one Black Friday because it was five bucks. I bought the Blu-ray. And then it sat on my shelf for like another whole year. And then I was finally like, oh, let's check this out. Dude, this is what I wanted. Opening credits, a giant monster and a giant robot are fighting each other immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't believe it took me so long. And the second one looks totally fun. I'm Yeah. I'm in. I like that, I like, uh, I like that kid from uh, Star Wars, John Boyega. Boyega. And the trailer looks great. Looks like there's a bunch of Jaegers fighting a bunch of monsters in a city. Um, and the guys who wrote and directed it uh, both came from the Daredevil series. And I mm. fucking love the Daredevil series. So I'm I'm in. Like, I'm all in. Yep. Make as many Pacific Rim <clears throat> as you want. I'm, anything gigantic fighting another gigantic thing in a city. Come on. I'm down. Yeah, I know. I, I, had, to, I had to remember, like, why I used to like watching movies. Um it was because they're fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I don't need my giant monster movies to be like cinematic masterpieces, even though they kind of are. Like, uh, Those, Dude, the old the, the old Japanese ones that started the... Well, actually, America started it with King Kong, mm-hmm. but um, they perfected it. Yep. Like, the miniature work and... Um, That's fucking amazing. Uh, the, all of them are great, but yeah. like the best ones are probably... Um, uh, of course, Godzilla. Godzilla is just the original one. Gojira is just an insanely great movie. Yeah, 
I mean, there's the social commentaries there. That is a cinematic masterpiece. And you can get that one. I think Criterion put that one out. You can get a Criterion yep. collection copy. And uh, uh, but the miniature work, it just you really believe this shit is getting destroyed. And it's just some dude standing on a table in a yeah. shitty costume. Yeah. Like watch Rodan and watch War of the Gargantuans if you want to see some really great shit. I mean, I probably that's probably haven't. some of the best miniature work. I probably haven't seen any of these in like twenty years. I own every one of them. I need to get down on it, man. I, I used to really, I used to love that stuff because AMC or TCM, one of them would TCM. show. Yeah, they would show marathons all the time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong was my favorite. In fact, I think that's the only that's one. My I, favorite. That's, that's the, the only, one that brought me into the genre. That was the only one I owned. Um, mm-hmm. I got it for my birthday one year. The year that I got obsessed with uh, with Godzilla was like my twelfth birthday or my eleventh birthday. I think it was 11th and uh, my they bought me a bunch of like Godzilla figures and then they bought me a VHS copy of uh, King Kong versus Godzilla and I wore that fucking thing what out what kind of figures were they can't remember at this point they were small they were like maybe that big were they the PVC ones mm. where only the arms and legs moved yeah huh. it's yep. the Imperial Godzilla yep you know so much <laughs> <laughs> I, I collect Godzilla toys too have you seen Love that? Them. Have you seen that little plush? I was looking at Godzilla toys. There's like a plush of like the original Godzilla. Um, it's like modeled after that. It's super adorable. It's like fifteen bucks. I was thinking about getting it for the Is kid. Is it the one that's called My First Godzilla? Mm, no, I don't think so. I'll look at it. They had I'll... a short little run. There's a Godzilla. There's a the the My First Godzilla is this real cutesy looking one, mm-hmm. and then there's a Godzilla, and then there's a Ghidra. I want to say there's a Rodan, and um. um the most random one is uh, a monster that was in one movie. His name was Gabra. They made a Gamra. Gabra. The Gamra is two completely different. That's just the normal Godzilla one. That's yeah. not the my first Godzilla one. Yeah, he's I almost cute. got that from he's, my kids. He's cute. <clears throat> but um, have you ever seen Godzilla's Revenge or All Monsters Attack? And again, if I had Godzilla's like Revenge is the American title. It's um, basically it's it follows this kid around. And uh, it's about it's anti-bullying movie, and all the Godzilla action takes place in his head. It's like how he's going to deal with the bullies. None Weird. of it, it never really actually happens. He's huh. trying to find a way to deal with these bullies from school and shit. That's interesting. And it um, introduces you to Minya, Godzilla's son, that talks yes. the little ball-headed one. Yes, I yeah. do remember this. Yeah, and. Uh, Gabra is the antagonist that represents the bullies that are fucking with him. Whoa. So, he's my favorite non-Godzilla or King Kong monster because he's this giant reptilian cat that shoots electricity out of his fingers. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I fucking love Gabra. He's always always been my favorite monster. And he never really existed, so they don't count him in anything. How do you spell Gabra? G-A-B-A-R-A. I absolutely remember this thing. Yes. He makes this weird noise. It's like... Is that him? Yep, that's yep. him. Fuck, man. Yeah, I remember this movie, too. It's been, like I said, 20 years, but... Man. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, boy, we just fell down that Godzilla hole. I'm fine with it, dude. I, I like... 
I like giant monsters, and uh, and my kids going to be hitting the age soon where that's going to be a lot of fun for us. So I mean, it'd be a couple more years. Your son's probably like right at the right age for giant monsters. My son monsters. is uh, he's about to turn five. Yeah, and uh, he's the prime. Yeah, he's the prime age for all this shit. He's uh, he he loves Ghostbusters. He loves right now. His thing is Mario. I introduced him to Nintendo. Yeah, and uh, he loves Mario. I mean. I do too. Who doesn't? And he sits and he's watched King Kong Escapes and King Kong vs. Godzilla with me and shit, and he loves it. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm not trying to rush through my son's uh, toddler phase. I'm really enjoying it, but I, it will be It will be nice when we get to it, when he's when he will do some stuff like that with me. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. right now he does not give a fuck about TV at all. My my twins don't either, but they recently discovered Sesame Street. And oh, he oh, does shit. love Sesame they, Street. They, they, that's the only thing they'll stop in their tracks and just watch. That and that, those fucking weird videos that they used to watch at your mom's house. He watches those little YouTube kitty videos. Yeah. yeah, dude, he'll watch that shit all day. But now he watches. He's really into the alphabet one, mm-hmm. and he's getting pretty good with his alphabet. Uh, it's a few letters he can't. I mean, it doesn't even sound close. But <laughs> we're like, good job, buddy. Uh, but yeah, he he's into that, and he'll watch, uh, you know, he'll watch anything with like music. He loves music, so yeah. if he can like dance, and uh, he gets into that. But he didn't give a fuck about. I try to watch cartoons and stuff. He's just unless he doesn't feel good, he's not gonna watch. Sit there and watch it. <laughs> if he's sleepy, he might sit still and watch something. But uh, man, I'm itching like crazy. All right. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm dying. At least I'm oh, crazy. Okay. Uh, I read that if your body's just itching like excessively, could mean that like you know your kidneys aren't filtering out like toxins. And I've had kidney trouble, so I'm convinced. I'm my, the other night I thought my kidneys had failed and I was gonna die in my sleep. But uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I I am making an appointment to uh, go talk to a doctor about anti-anxiety medication. Mm. Uh, Elise was like, I said, do I need to talk to him about depression? And she was like, there's like a thing you'll fill out. And I was like. What if I fill it out incorrectly and then they're like, "Oh, he's fine and he doesn't need anything." And she Check was like, "Anxiety twice." She was like, "The fact that you just said that you're probably going to be fine." <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, yes, you're probably right." <laughs> uh, 2018. I'm gonna try to get my uh, try to get my head figured out. Just try to be uh, a little less of a psycho. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Godzilla, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I felt like there was something else you were gonna say, and then we—I forgot. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. I watched Happy Death Day. It was funny as shit. Was it? It's like a teen slasher <laughs> movie meets uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, so it's like I know what you did last summer. Did the- when people say teen? Horror movie. I'm actually thinking the shitty ninety one. No, no, it's like I meant like teens getting killed by slashers. So no, like Halloween, complete throwback. Yeah, it's like uh, to the cheesy ones, right? Like the the yeah, later Friday the Thirteenth and you know, definitely. But it this movie Prom like night and shit like that. Yes, this movie definitely um, is not taking itself seriously though. It is a lot of fun. Like I remember the movie came out. I was like, that's just Happy Birthday to me, which is an eighties slasher movie that the holiday theme for that one was someone's birthday mm, 
Well, this one, um, she keeps she keeps getting killed, and every time she dies, she wakes up again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has the to commercial for this now. I just she, I just saw the name flying around. Yeah, and she has to uh, she has to like figure out who the killer is because every time she gets killed, it gets like worse and worse. Like it's actually having an effect on her. Mm. Um, but it is uh, it is really funny actually, and uh, it's a I mean it was really cool. Uh, You'll have a good time watching this chick get brutally murdered. Over and over again. Yeah, and mm. some of the killings are great. Like, the different ways she gets killed is really funny. Um, but, uh, and she's actually, uh, from the trailer, I was like, she seemed like kind of a stuck-up bitch, and she is, but she's actually a really likable character, and uh, she's a good actress. I, I liked it a lot. Um, and they mentioned, like, Groundhog Day, like, at the end of the movie. Like, the guy's like, you know what this reminds me of? is Groundhog Day. Mm. And so they were very much aware of, like, what they were doing, and it doesn't... It's not out there like, you know, like the Texas Chainsaw remake trying to be all serious. And, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Do you ever see Texas Chainsaw where they tried to make the oh, Sawyer family superheroes and yes. guardians of this of this house? This was shit. the one that was like a direct sequel to... It starred that chick from True yeah, Detective. With the, uh, with the with boobs. The, the giant Nakas. <laughs> Bazongas. Um, yeah, we saw it in theater. Oh God, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know it, why, but I, it came on like IFC or something, and I was super bored. This was years ago, and I watched it, and well, I hated I was, myself for watching. I it. was so, and I should know better, but I'm always so optimistic. <laughs> I was like, it picks up right after the end of the original. I was like, that is intriguing to me, and I think that's why I watched it. Yeah, that's why I went to see it, and boy, it just. Have you seen Leatherface yet? No, I, I don't care. A, I heard it's a anything mess, that's not dude. the original, the two original yeah. two. I don't give a fuck. I, I heard it's a mess, but my wife wants to see it, so I'll be seeing it. Um, mm. Which is fine. I like to watch. I don't care. I'll watch anything, but I, you know, I'm not like getting my hopes up. It's gonna be super red or anything like that. Um, watch that. Watched it again. It is great. Uh, I'll see that sometime. Yeah, you gotta. And Warner Brothers put it out, so it'll be on HBO eventually. Um, it's at the red box now. That's how we watched it. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. We watched it and Happy Death Day. That was a fun double feature while we were not leaving the house. It's great about it's great about my job is that like if I want to work from home, like if it's icy out, I just fucking work from home. But also, it's like I don't, I don't get to. I'm not gonna take a day off because it's snowing because they'll just be like, well, you can just work. So well, well, the shitty thing about my job is that if I don't show up, I don't get paid. So. Yeah. Uh, I drove in all the ice mess and didn't miss any work. Yeah, well, you had posted... I had asked you that day if you went back to work because you put those photos of your kids in the uh, snow. Because my mom sent them to me. Yeah, that made sense to me. she's outside having fun with this, the kids in the snow while I'm at work. That made sense to me afterward. I thought you were taking that day off. No, I wish. Because <laughs> holy um, shit. Like, the first day, like, the, oh, when yeah. the ice came... What was that? It was, it was a Tuesday? Friday. It was a Thursday oh, night. That, that first yeah, round of week ice. Week and a half ago. It was yeah. all ice and sleet. And then uh, we had a day of rest. Yes. And then snow. But that first ice was awful. Holy yep. shit. And in the South, no one can drive in that shit. They absolutely can. I literally saw, on my way to work, on the interstate five wrecks happened in front of me i think the news said there were like 236 wrecks reported over 48 hours yeah. in desoto county yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> this big fucking get-her-done truck fucking thought he had the balls and he was going 70 while everyone is obviously going 12 on yes. the interstate. Yep. Hit this fucking patch of ice, spun fucking nine times right into the fucking wall. Big fireball flies out of his hood. Whoa, shit. Yeah. And I was like, idiot. well, that's what, you, that's what happens. Fucking just because you got a fucking giant redneck truck doesn't mean you can drive on ice. I drove to Walgreens just to get something that was sliding all over the goddamn place, so... Yeah, we're not used to that, folks. Uh-uh. Um, I dreamed of this kind of shit when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was... <laughs> As an adult, I'm like, what a pain in the ass. That's what I was telling my coworkers. I was like, you know, when we were kids, we looked forward to all this shit. And, like, um, my son's in school, and he had the whole week off of school. Because, like, the, the the whole town, the whole state is on lockdown because we yeah, don't know dude. what the fuck to do in this shit. And, uh, you know, as I said, we dream of this shit when we're kids. But when I don't want to deal any with any of this shit now. I was sucked. My pipes froze. I was freaking out. Yeah. They thought it was fine, but, um, yeah, like, I remember, like, the ice storm, like, 92, it was fucking... 94. 94, whatever. Um, I was home, like, I was home for, like, a week or so, and it was, like, the best week of my life, but now... Um, this one, I lived out in the middle of nowhere, and we didn't have power for a month. Yeah, see, that wouldn't have been fun. Was there any part of you, like, yay, snow? I was like, yay, I don't have to go to school, but, like... But school probably has also, power. Also, we lived in this old shack in the middle of nowhere, and luckily we had a gas stove, and we all slept in the kitchen because that was the only warm place in the fucking house. Yikes. Yeah, we got lucky. We didn't lose any power. Some people like During you. the ice storm, he didn't have... Oh, wow. Nope. Lucky you. Nope. That was a big deal. Yep. If you want to Google, it's like Ice Storm 94 Memphis. That was, was rough. Bad. That was bad. I remember my dad woke me up. And I was, like, so mad. I was like, I'm not going to school today. He's like, yeah, you're not. we got to take your mom to work. And we, like, went outside, and it was just a winter wonderland. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you know, you don't watch the news, so I didn't know that it was even going to snow. Man, like, uh, power cables froze and snapped, and it was a good time. We lived next door to the church my dad ran, and the pipes froze and burst over there. Mm -hmm. It was all flooded. It was crazy. Good times. Noodle salad. Um, what? Yep. I like to I like to make movie references that people don't remember. I, I don't. I thought you like had a stroke or something. <laughs> um. And as good as it gets, Jack Nicholson kind of delivers this whole. Um, I've never even seen that movie. Oh, so. it's great. Jack Nicholson delivers this whole monologue about. Like some Norman Rockwellian type picturesque like day, and he was just like good times noodle salad. <laughs> and so anytime somebody says good times, I say noodle salad, and they often look at me the way you looked at me because people are like, why would I remember this random line from 1997's as good as it gets? Is that from '97? Just guessing. Okay. Late '90s for sure. Cool. Um, hey, check out as good as it gets. If you love horror movies, there's nothing scarier than OCD and uh, middle-aged white people. Is that the one where Kathy Bates gets naked? Mm-mm. Or is that about Schmidt? It's about Schmidt. Mm. Um, welcome to Nicholson Cash. <laughs> um, 
um, something's got to give. Not as good as as good as it gets, but um, they're still pretty solid. Hmm. Keanu Reeves, hmm. Diane Keaton. Hmm. My mom hates Diane Keaton. Why? I don't know. <laughs> she hates her. Like, <laughs> bitch owes me money. Anytime she sees her on TV, she's, ugh, she just can't. It's my mom has this like unnatural hate of certain actors. It's like me with Nicolas Cage. She also hates Nicolas Cage, but not not the way she hates uh, Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we always say that she does that because she's secretly in love with Nicolas Cage. Mm. My dad's like, you you know why she says she hates him, right? Because she can't watch the, a movie with me in the room and that he's in because she'd be getting all hot and bothered. Mm. My dad's never said that about my mom. Um, <laughs> she's never been hot or bothered. She's uh, been bothered. <laughs> I'm licking uh, hot Dorito dust. Hot dust. Um, all right, you want to put a bullet in this thing? Yeah, let's do that. All right, uh, check out Prince of Darkness and As Good As It Gets and Something's Gotta Give and About Schmidt and uh, the entire... How many Godzilla movies are there? Like 30? 31. Whoa, that was close. Um, that's including Gareth Edwards? Yes. Interesting. Uh, not including the ones that are coming out. Also check out all the King Kong movies. I will recommend King Kong Escapes. That is a great movie. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, it's great. I'll let you borrow it. It's great. But yeah. All right, guys. Hit us up uh, on the social medias. Yes, dude. Twitter, Facebook, email. Dog. Making oh, God. Noise. I thought that was like a person <laughs> in here. I freaked the fuck out. No, I guess my wife's home. It must be. Perfect timing. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to Carpenter Rants. As always, I am Caleb. I'm Doug. Keep on motherfucking ranting. Rant it up. Rant. (laughs) I'll I'll take it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are funny.